live and on lockdown. Are you ready? Ready, ready? Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey. Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapbySakia.com. Proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. Ah, good day, folks, wherever you are in the world. This is another edition of the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. Uh, Basically going through live through LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and also we'll be uploading to Podbean for the audio purposes uh, for the podcast. Uh, and I'm re-interviewing a guest from uh, I've interviewed already uh, several years ago at the beginning of his kind of journey into music, his journey into, let's see, see rock, headbanging, you name it, just millions gigging to your heart's content and just literally developing his music. And I connected him through uh, Lonnie Lee, which she was changed her name. I forgot what her previous name was. But anyway, uh, yeah, she he was being interviewed by somebody else and I kind of connected and it went from there. Um, and I've kind of just followed his journey over the years um, and how he's literally, his music's grown. He's... Uh, and just through his ups and downs in music and uh, how he's travelled all over the place. Um, and also how he's literally, well, just, he's taking it, how he's coping, how he copes with his little his disabilities that he has, but how he turns them into basically, yeah, a total positive thing through his music and how he copes with being on the road. Um, and yeah, and how he's grown. And we're going to also we're talking about his new music, which he has... Um, yeah, out as well, and how it's quite slowly climbing the Christian rock charts. So I welcome the man, the myth, the the rock star, the great friend uh, I've known for a long time, uh, Matt Sassano. Welcome to another edition to the Ramsey Unleashed Going Bell Borders podcast. How are you doing? Hey, man, it's good to be back. I'm I'm really excited about what's going on. And uh, yeah, like I've said uh, before, you were one of the first back in you know, 2018, 2019 to really interview me as a solo project. And so it's good to be back in, you know, on Scotland Airwaves, man. It's going to be good. I know it's good. So let's say, remind, just touch base or just to sort of back a little bit reminder, just to refresh. Um, tell us a bit of a summary about your life because I know you've been, you've obviously gone through a lot of struggles in your life through also with the, the, your disabilities, but just, Maybe just touch base on some of the struggles you've had through your life and just the touch base on some of the disabilities you suffer from and how you your coping mechanism. Sure. So I grew up in a small little town in upstate New York called Canistillo. Nobody's ever really heard about it. Uh, it's more cows than people. It was just really nothing going on at that point. Um, I grew up, I was born and um, with some uh, some big complications. Uh, we found out really soon uh, upon being born that I had one disability. I have cerebral palsy. Um, and that kind of infect, uh, have affected me throughout my life, whether when it came to like, you know, uh, physical problems, I had trouble walking, I would trip a lot when I was growing up. Um, and then it wasn't until later that we found out my, the secondary disability that I had is called dyscalculia which um, 
cerebral palsy in my case definitely has like a big impact on me, but I would say out of the two disabilities that I have, um, the dyscalculate is the lesser known disability, but the more, um, the more challenging in my case. Um, so that impedes my ability to drive. Like I get lost easily. Um, I really had a hard time holding down certain jobs and everything. Um, because I would get lost. Like I remember numerous jobs where uh, I just wouldn't meet the qualifications because I couldn't run a cash register. I'd get lost easily. Um, there'd just be a, like a lot of just everyday demands that I couldn't, um, I couldn't do well. And music was the first thing when I was a teenager that kind of made me feel empowered, you know, and I didn't really like the reality that I was living when I was confronted with all the, uh, disabilities that I had when I would pop on the headphones um, I, I, I suddenly felt like an empowered person and I would live vicariously through all the bands that I listened to growing up and um, I was you know on top of the the disabilities and things like that um, I was raised in a, in a church um, I got to see a lot of the great sides of church and learned a lot about my faith um, but on the other side of the spectrum, there was a lot of hidden abuse that went on with my father, who was the preacher. And so I would typically go home after a church service and there'd be routine arguments. There'd be flipping furniture around. There'd be yelling all the time in my household, just constant tension. Um, I remember a lot of times where, you know, uh, you know, you'd come home from church and there'd be just like this whole flip in personality with my, my dad and everything. And um, you know, oftentimes we would get in physical altercations and I would be left with bruises. So um, throughout my life, man, it's just been trying to figure out <laughs> what 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 life was all about. And music kind of brought that closure to me and, you know, helped me along the journey. There we go. Uh, Matt has uh, certainly been through a lot and I know he has and he's, he's come through the other side uh, but we're, we're going to talk he's talking talk about Indy's music that's the whole point because he's got some great new songs and they're absolutely amazingly fantastic uh, and they are but we're going to talk about his music just to sort of more of a backtrack a little bit kind of leading into what he's doing now and uh, more but it's really just to, he's how he's just the journey is just amazing what he's come through but uh, it's amazing what I mean the whole about a journey is you've got to push you've got to work at it you've got to keep going forward and Matt has certainly done that he's like a certain a great testament that he's not quit he's not buried his head in the sand he has just kept going and kept going and kept going pushing against the grain and by pushing against the grain he is succeeding he's not letting his disabilities get in the way they're not a stop wall saying a stop button by saying no I can't do this He's just saying, no, I can do this, and he's doing it, and he's continuing going forward. So tell us, just talk about people who are watching the, just a bit more experience about, talk about your music, about the kind of style of music you do, uh, oh, and sure. why you got into that kind of style of music, I, just to refresh people, and we'll come into eventually your sort of new song, your sort of, the recent sure. signing, etc. you know? Sure. So um, I I would class myself as maybe an electronic rock uh, artist. There's a variety of different um, mm -hmm. styles and things that are incorporated into my current stuff. I come from a background where I was just straight up rock. Um, but as I've morphed, I've learned a lot more about being being a solo artist and what it takes and also just kind of 
enjoying a lot of the electronic sounds that you can get from tracks and things. So, um, yeah, a lot of my music just deals with things that people are going through. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about my new EP is called in defiance and in defiance is basically a call to action to the listener to stand in defiance of whatever brings them down, makes them feel worthless or makes them feel like they're, they're powerless with no voice. Um, and so that's kind of the overall, uh, narrative of this new music. Um, when I got started in music, I, it wasn't my original plan to even be a singer. Um, it was my original plan to play bass and just write the songs. I've always been good at writing songs. And uh, when I first started the music journey, I was kind of timid. I wasn't the let's go get it type of personality that you know today. Um, I was a little more shy, a little more timid. Um, and what, what had happened was back in the day when I was working with a bunch of, you know, when I was doing the old rock and roll stuff with a, a band, what had happened was I would draft singers every other week. And so we'd be, like try to get people to sing with us. And then they'd ultimately quit. And then I'd be right back at square one. And so one time I, I remember I was in a church service and this lady, it was a new church we'd never really gone to. And this lady came up to me and she, I'd never met her really. Um, and she had never met me. And she told me, she was like, um, you know, I want you to stand up. I was in the middle of this service with a bunch of like probably about 200 people, maybe. And she said, she said, um, I want you to know that God is putting on my heart that he wants you to, to use you in music. And I, I was like all for that. I was all cool with that. I had already you know, been playing bass and writing songs. And then the next thing she know, I knew she said, and he wants you to sing. And at the second she said, sing, my heart dropped out of my chest, man. Like I had never <laughs> sang a note in my life. And I, I just, I was like, you've got the wrong guy. hundred percent got the wrong guy. And um, I just remember just walking out of that service, just completely mortified at the thought of singing and being in front of a microphone and leading the whole thing. And um, sure enough, it took me about a week to battle with myself to like, really come into it. And, um, I just started, I just started singing. I just started, you know, doing the practices and singing and, um, and like just kind of grew into the role that, you know, now it wasn't an overnight process. Um, I started off just pretty bad. I wasn't as good as, as I am today. And, uh, it was just kind of a process, but now it shows the foresight of that because I'm the only one left on that stage. Like I used to come from uh, you know, five piece bands and stuff. And now I'm a solo artist. I go out just by myself. And so the foresight of that whole thing was amazing. And that's kind of a little bit of that journey um, of how I've become a solo artist and what it took. Let's talk about a little bit. I know if you don't mind talking about it, uh, you've, I know but in the build up to now, you had a bit of, you've had, well, I would say, don't I've known you, your, your relationship issues have had, you've had a relationship, with, mm. uh, but they've been a struggle because I know what yeah, you were, uh, obviously trying to balance that and also trying to want to meet somebody and maybe settle down down the line. But I, really, I mean, if you don't mind, you can talk about that if you want to, but I know you've had that kind of, I, I know up until now, but if you, I know you had, your, you went, you were out dating somebody and it was a bit of a struggle, it was up and down, it was fine, but that kind of, I know you went through a bit of a, a, a downward spiral a little bit, but you've kind of 
overcome mm-hmm. that, but now God's provided you somebody even better. Uh, but let's, if you don't mind talking about touching on that. Yeah, sure. So um, I think relationships have always, has always been kind of a, a uphill battle for me. Um, I think when you go into life, I mean, a lot of men are just insecure people. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you get insecure, you, you just kind of, you get to that point where, you know, the dating pool is increasingly just harsh. You know, we, we see, we see, we see it every day. And so when you pile it on with, you know, disabilities and you've just got yeah. that natural, you know, uh, you got that natural struggles that men, you know, overcome. And then you pile on disabilities with it and say, you know, I can't drive. I can't do all these things. Relationships be, tend to become a harder uh, thing to, to navigate. And so I remember in 2020, I, you know, one of my first big tours was being arranged. Um, it would have been my first time on the road. And I was really looking forward to it, man. I had been working and, you know, the work that goes into this is is pretty insane on a lot of levels. And so to finally get out on tour and do my thing was really an exciting thing. Well, uh, we went out and I was with this band that I know on my, my label. And um, we were in Fort Worth, Texas in 2020. And that show eventually just shut down because of uh, the pandemic. And it just left me in this spot where I was just depressed. I was questioning God. I was just in a place where I I felt like I lost my purpose. I felt like I just really didn't have my purpose. I saw a lot of people around me suffering from, you know, lack of jobs and just um, shutting down their businesses. And it just left me in this super depressed state where I was, I got into a toxic relationship and uh, you know, we were together for about maybe five months off and on. And I made the foolish decision to get engaged and that relationship ended just as quickly as it began. Uh, you know, you started to see the cycle of the endless arguments, um, the just wearing me down all the time. Just uh, we just get into these really, really arguments that would go in circles. And I was just tired, man. I felt like I lost my purpose. I had this person that um, I felt was just at conflict with me all the time. And so I ended up writing this song called Enough, which was basically for those people that maybe have a hard time feeling like enough in their relationships and they find themselves in toxic situations. Um, And that was kind of the starting point where I felt like my music was getting back on track with what I really, really felt inside and Mm -hmm. attacking issues that I thought were relevant to um, today's, today's culture, which whether it's toxic relationships, whether it's mental health issues, whether it's whatever it is, Um, enough was kind of a turning point for me, but it was a tough time because I remember I had one show planned that year and I would say uh, five minutes before the show began, I found out that the fiance was leaving and she ended up just up and just saying like, I don't love you. I don't think I'm there for, I'm not going to stick around while you do this music thing. It's probably not going to go anywhere, blah, 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 blah. And it uh, just left me in a really empty place. But through that, I've just gotten to see how in the last two years, doors have opened and I'm, I couldn't be more grateful. So this song that you wrote, Enough, did that kind of start to lead into the songs that you have sort of brought out recently? Yeah, I think for a period of time, I've always been a rock rocker. Um, but um, during my previous uh, projects and stuff like that, I felt like I was 
sometimes maybe just writing for the sake of writing. And you just kind of, you've been writing for so long that you just kind of lose touch with like, why am I here? What am I doing this for? So when um, I had that breakup occur and I went through that pain, um, I, I wrote a song that was just completely genuine to how I felt at the time. And it just reminded me why I was here. And what I feel that is, is to be a light in situations where people are struggling and, and, and all that kind of thing. So it kind of just brought me back. Not that I intentionally beforehand was kind of writing music um, that was not as deep or maybe just, it's just, I don't know. It just reminded me of why I was here. And so that was kind of the start of what I would feel of like, Oh, this is why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to talk about relationships. I'm here to talk about issues. Um, and that's not like all that I do, but I would say that's a large chunk of what I've done and what I feel like I'm here to do. So when things obviously when things started to open up in your area and you were allowed to maybe when did things start when when thing well, yeah, when things started to open up, what I was trying to say is when you're able to travel a bit further into different states of America, when did that sort of really roughly kick in and when you could actually go further afield and do you start doing more gigs and then really taking a getting your music oh, out there? Sure. So how that all happened was um around the time that after enough was was released. I had a producer named Colton and that was kind of the start of like what I was saying, like this kind of move into more issue oriented music again. Mm -hmm. But um, during that time, Colton, which he's an awesome producer, he just got busy. And so I ended up trying to look for another producer in the meantime. And the producer ended up being Josiah from this pretty well-known American rock band called Disciple. So he is the guitarist for this band called Disciple that I'd listened to since I was 15. I was I was a fan of them for a long, long time. And so uh, little did I know he had his own studio uh, and he's probably a, a few hours away in Nashville. So he's about four hours away from where I live. And that's when I started writing music with Josiah and Josiah had the connections um, to kind of further push me on the tour trail with Joseph, who is another band called seven day slumber. So it was like getting into this network, working with Josiah and, and then like him pushing me, Hey, there's this Matt kid. You ought to check that this kid out, man. Would you, would you ever go on tour with him? And uh, eventually with enough knocking on the doors, I was able to do my first nationwide tour with seven day slumber. And now I am, I'm, on my third. So, you know, I've done three with them and it's amazing too, because I grew up, like I said, as just a normal kid, I'm a, just as much a fan of music as I am a person that does it. And so being surrounded by these people that you grew up listening to and being on tour with them and like recording in, in, in studio with them, is just an, a crazy experience because like I said, I didn't, I didn't really think my life would go beyond a certain point. Like as far as just being told what I could and couldn't do throughout my life, you know, recording with people that I idolized throughout my teen years. I was the, I mean, when you were on tour with Seven Day Slumber and Disciple, yeah, how, how many, how, how many sort of tour dates did you do and how long was it? The, the tour? Oh, wow. So um, I've not been on tour with Disciple yet. We have recorded together. I'm hoping to get on a okay. tour with Disciple. Um, right. But as far as Seven Day Slumber, I've done over a hundred shows um all across the u.s i mean you name it we've we've been there 
And so um, the first tour was about a month long. Uh, I left for about a month. Uh, we we just spanned everywhere, man. And then like the second was three three weeks, and then the third was about three weeks. So I mean, every time we go out with Seventh Day Slumber, it's somewhere in the area of like a month. But we uh, have done a lot in churches and in prisons. We'll go and you know talk to the inmates and things like that, and be able to do shows for them. And uh, it, it just was a really eye opening experience because those guys never stop. Like I went from you know, 2020, the girl saying, I don't think your music's going to take off to 2021, uh, a show every day for straight, no stopping for months at a time. So it's like, oh my gosh, man, it was, it was a challenge for me, but it was an awesome challenge. So in that process of doing touring, when did you meet your current girlfriend? Okay. So we had started talking, her name is Faith. Um, and she, she, uh, has been a, a longtime friend of mine. We started talking and I want to say it was 2020, right before the seven day slumber tours took off. And how that ended up happening is she lived in Missouri and I lived in Tennessee and we were just both really, really um, into music. We were hugely into the Christian music scene. So we would just talk on Snapchat on all the social networks and everything. And, um, it came to be that right before I was leaving for tour, I was going to hang out with this one girl and she ended up standing me up. She was like, you know, I I'm, I'm kind of busy. Something came up. So I had a whole week or two. Of, I had a, like a week available before I had to go off on tour. So um, I was like, you know what, why am I not, you know, still just having fun. Faith has been asking to come over and hang out with me for a long time. So I just called Faith up. I was like, hey, Faith, uh, would you like to come and hang out with me? And this was about a year ago, almost today. Um, and she she came up, we hung out, and we just started getting close. And, um, you know, it was it was crazy because we, we ended up in a relationship during my first uh, seven-day slumber tour. So we saw each other for a little bit of time and then I'd be off on the road on a month and then it'd just be like texting and calling and video chatting for the rest of that month. And then I'd come back, we'd do a few days again and then I'd be off for another month. We did about three tour, two tours before we finally were like, you ought to move more in this direction so we can hang out and be together and all that kind of stuff. So now she lives about 15 minutes away from where I am and it's been awesome. That's good. It's, it's a because she also does music as well, but we'll come into that. But let's talk about your new music. Let's because uh, obviously you've been touring and you're start you've got an EP out now. But let's what was the first song that you decided to write, which has then led on to the the next one and then so on, which has now become the EP. Mm. Yeah. So the first song that we began to write um, was called "Not My Name" and. That really wasn't an originally on the the list of like what to release. Like I didn't even have that song written um, at first, and so I had I came in the studio with five song ideas with Josiah, and I just watched this EP change uh, little by little by little to what it is today. And not my name is a song. To, that goes out to people struggling with labels and disabilities. Oftentimes, when we 
um, have disabilities, we end up being known for whatever we, we don't want to be known for. Like I remember in school, um, there was a blind kid and everybody called him blind kid. I remember there was a deaf girl and everybody called her deaf girl. And so, um, oftentimes people want to condense you down to like whatever your, whatever your title is, whatever your disability is. And, you know, for a long part of my life, I was condensed down to, you know, there's that kid that walks with a limp or, you know, I'd be in a disability meeting where they'd want to help you. And they were pretty well-meaning, but they would need the most pathetic version of your life to try to help you. And so you end up kind of becoming this stereotype and it's discouraging when you become known for that. And so not my name is an anthem to the black sheep, to the person that's the outcast, to the person with the disability to say, Hey man, I'm more than the labels that you put on me. There we go. And how how far did it go in the charts? Hey man, we are so excited, man. The first time we released that song, um, it was in conjunction with the tour on with seven day slumber. And we just watched that thing climb to number one on the Christian rock charts. And, um, it's amazing because it's not only just an amazing song that I thought um, really I had no example to follow because there was really nobody writing about that stuff, but it's also open to really big dialogue. So I'll be on tour and I'll meet people with, you know, cerebral palsy and with autism and disabilities. And, uh, and uh, it's just an awesome experience to be able to connect with people on that level. That's good. So I hate when somebody just call you when you're on a, on a podcast. I hear you. <laughs> so, so, so I'm not answering the phone because I'm on a podcast. Oh, it's all right, man. It's all good. Oh, the <laughs> joys of live stream. The joys of live streaming. The joys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, just in the middle of the interview. Don't call me. Not, you're an important dude, man. You're you know you can't you can't argue there. So, oh my word! That's just going into. I'm have to try and edit. I'll just leave it. in. it's one of these things, live streaming, and then when somebody calls you and you go and you try and turn everything off, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> after, as this, oh, as one of these things, the joys of live streaming. Anyway, of live streaming a podcast, whether it's your video, audio, or purposes, <laughs> it's the 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 the, the, the reality. Oh, I anyway, that. yes. So, um. After being after not in my not not in my name, uh, which got to number one, which is great. Uh, what was your next? What, how did you come up to lead up to your next song? All right, so um, the two singles are not my name that just uh, that we just discussed, and then <laughs> the second single that we're currently pushing right now. We came out with a music video for it. We're going to be doing a whole campaign, and it's called Dear God, right. and basically. That song is about in the darkest times of my depression when I was really feeling down and out and I was struggling with these questions that come up when you have disabilities and abuse in your life. I used to, um, I found myself in my room a lot. I'd be isolated because I can't really drive. I can't really get out as much as I'd, I'd want to. And I just found myself in an isolated spot day in and day out just waiting for something to happen. And while in the waiting, I would write letters to God, asking him what his purpose was for my life, you know, venting my frustrations. Um, And really just over a series of years and years, uh, these letters just started compiling uh, addressed to God and saying, where are you? 
I don't understand why I have to contend with these disabilities. Why do all my friends um, and all the people that I see, why are they successful and I'm not? Why is it that I have to contend with, um, you know, abuse from my dad? Who are you, God? Like, are you, are you, are you the, like my father or are you a loving God? Who are you? I'm trying to figure this all out. And so um, Dear God is basically a tribute to that time when I was writing letters to God, trying to just figure things out. And um, that song has reached a lot of people too. It's currently number four um, on the Christian rock charts. And we're going to be doing a campaign with the song. I'll, I'll have to tell you a little bit about, it's going to be awesome. That's good. Uh, you've got how many songs on the EP in, to- in total? So there's five, uh, two singles and then just three uh, that are, that are, you know, just regular songs. But I think uh, as a whole, this EP is going to impact people. And it already, we've already seen how it has impacted people in such a great way. So you've done Not In My Name, Dear God, and what's the other, you've done a couple others, haven't you? Or what's the other? Uh, yeah. So then after that, I was looking for another song. And um, for whatever reason, I just, I was like, you know, we were talking about faith being my girlfriend and everything mm-hmm. like that. I had this song called Sorry is a Dirty Word that we had, I had wanted to write. And basically that song is um, we live in a divided world, man. We, we, you know, there's a lot of people that come into uh, old relationships with family or friends where they feel betrayed, where somebody had hurt them and they carry the weight around with them because sorry is that one word that that person won't say. And as I was talking about this song and I was writing it, um, I was talking to faith about this and we come from similar backgrounds um, where we just struggle with family issues and stuff like that. And so we really connected on this song and um, it just made sense that after all these deep conversations about our family and the issues that we were having, um, that she'd be on the song. So I ended up having her featured on it. And it's just one of those songs that people really connect with on tour. I hear countless stories about how, Hey man, my dad doesn't talk to me. Hey man, I have a, a nephew that, you know, we, you know, that we, that we had some run-ins and now he doesn't talk to me. It's been years or whatever it is, that family member, that friend, that's just sorry, just doesn't come off their lips, man. That's good. So, have you got any more? Is that all the main three, main three, main three songs that you're kind of pushing? Because there's five, or is it kind of just? So there's five, and then after "Sorry Is a Dirty Word," we had a song called. It's the title track of the whole EP, and it's called "In Defiance." Right. Okay. Um, and that one was awesome because I featured Josiah from Disciple on vocals. I had heard uh, his what he had done on one of the songs vocally for a disciple song. And I was like, Hey man, like we're working on this together. Why don't you just jump on and do it with me? Let's do it. And he was kind to do that. And that is a really pump you up kind of anthem. And it's just basically talking about um, whatever is a tyrannical force in your life, whatever brings you down in life, whether it be, uh, you know, depression or whether it be even just a real issue with, you know, the state of the world or whatever, not to feel powerless and to stand in defiance to whatever makes you feel powerless or says that you don't have a voice. And um, that was really became 
that became the theme of the whole entire album to stand in defiance because that's been my whole life, whether it's in defiance of disabilities, in defiance of labels that people have put on me. Um, and I know a lot of people struggle with a variety of different issues that it just is a day by day process to, to fight. What was the, <clears throat> when was the key moment when you were approached to say, Hey Matt, we want, we want to sign you. Mm. So I had been on tour with that seven day slumber. I, I want to say it was like, it took a long time for um, me to kind of earn my keep. I know Joe. Oh, Oh, he's been on the road for, you know, a long, long time, 25 years. And so, you know, in this music industry, you, you run into a lot of people that are just, they'll go on tour. They'll, you know, musicians are all ego and everything. So it took me a while to kind of prove myself to Joe that I would be a reliable person, that I'd show up for the shows, that I would stay out of the way when they were busy, uh, that I would, you know, just be an asset on the tour. A lot of times musicians, they're all about themselves. And so it took me a while. Um, but uh, around the time of the second tour, uh, Joseph had um, like approached me and just told me about the signing and everything like that. And I was all for it. And he just said, man, you know what? I, I really enjoy what you you do. I, I love what you stand for. Um, you've you've conducted yourself over two tours now in an amazing way. I get um, compliments about bringing you on the road and how people have connected with you. And so I'd want you to join, I want you to join the, the Rockfest family. And from there, um, he's helped me with the overseeing the music videos. Um, he's helped me oversee like some, he's connected me with a lot of people that are, have brought about this EP and the things to follow. So I couldn't be more happy, man. And I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. So with the, now being signed, uh, what's your kind of goal? What kind of ideas or goals that you've got in your head for new music, even though you're pushing the current new songs, mm -hmm. but what have you got in your head with the, any ideas that you'd like to maybe sure. touch base uh, on? Yeah, touch yeah. So uh, I, I'm really just enjoying the the feedback that I'm getting from this particular album. Um, people from all over the place. I mean, I get in South Africa. Like I got a message the other day, just saying, "Man, jammed out to dear God. I, this is amazing." So. Um, the this current body of work is still kind of on the rise, but I am I like to stay ahead of the curve and write uh, new songs and and just stay ahead of the curve. And a lot of what I'm writing about now is pertains more to mental mental health. Um, I'm I'm like I said, dear God, uh, I want to bring back to uh, that a little bit. We're going to be doing a campaign where a lot of people um, can write their own uh, Dear God letters. I'll have a website called, I think it's called mydeargodletter.com. And what that is, is people can write their own Dear God letters um, based on what I just told you about how the song came to me and writing those letters. And then they'll be connected with mental health uh, if they want it. So there'll be like 24 24 hours counselors and people to talk to uh, through an organization called the hope line. Uh -huh. And so we're going to be working with them. And I think pressing on in the future um, songs are going to continue to touch on things like that, like mental health, like, um, you know, just the state of the world and how we, how we 
fight against the status quo and how we fight against our own vices and demons. Um, and so I'm continuing to write and I'm hoping that, um, you know, before long we'll have more music out, but really it's just amazing to see how these five songs have resonated and I'm hoping to continue that. There you go. Well, I think we're kind of, we've kind of covered quite a lot in your music. So obviously, which is great. And I think, is there anything else you kind of feel that you want to share uh, over the last that you, I mean, it's been, it's gone from being developing your music to then everyone was kind of just stopped for two years for everybody because of the world. Oh, but yeah. now then you've kind of just literally uh, gone, as soon as things have pretty much been the all clear, all gates are open, that you've kind of just gone from zero to excuse me, 100 uh, in about two seconds, literally, not to 60. If you're not you know I mean, with your music, you've just literally scaled. So what, anything just out of overthinking, about, thinking of where you've come from, because you're more confident on, from the last first podcast we did, you were a bit nervous. You were very kind of, yeah, you were more <laughs> guided. Now you're kind of just like go with the flow. Hey, man, this is, hey, it's just chilled. Water off a duck's back. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what uh, you're, you're <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what a hundred dates um, with seven day slumber or any band will do to you, do to you. You just get used to talking more. You get more confident in what you're going to do. And so, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. But yeah, it's crazy to see how um, from 2020 when I was in my lowest place um, to now, like you know, touring tour in the country and hopefully the world. Um, so I just really want to encourage listeners of this podcast, man, if you're at your lowest, if you're at that place where it feels like there is no end and you're wondering where God is just to continue to press on. I know that seems cliche and sometimes that can be like, Oh yeah, it's easier said than done, man. But I've been there and I have done it. And so I just encourage you if you're going, um, through something, um, if you're going through something, I just encourage you to just keep on. And if you need to, to seek mental health um, issues or anything like that, if you have things that are that are uh, in your mind that are dark or you're going through divorce or whatever it may be, man, reach out to somebody and don't hesitate. Um, the hope line is available. So, you know, you can link that or we can try to figure out a way where you could call that hope line. Um, because I know life is is tough for a lot of people, but I want to bring that message that you can stand in defiance of what whatever you're going through. Well, we will have a, a couple of links where you can purchase uh, Matt's new music. Uh, he's uh, obviously you can listen to it on his YouTube channel, Matt Susano. There's a lot of songs there, and the video for his recent one, dear uh, dear God, uh, recommend watching it. Uh, but yeah, thanks Matt for the second interview and just telling us about your music and uh, how you, you got signed and obviously you've went from a toxic relationship to an amazing relationship with a wonderful woman also doing a duet with her in a song and it's just like yeah, it's just going to go strength to strength and it's amazing where you've come from, uh, from my first interview to now, you know. Yeah man and I just want to thank you when when um when that breakup had occurred, you were the first person to call me. So I really appreciate that, man. I was going through a really rough and low time when that happened. And you were one of the, you were the first person to call and check up on me. And so it's great to be on this podcast, man. And, um, just be with you again, man. You've been a great friend and I really appreciate what you do. 
Well, if you matter how if you haven't if you're not into rock music or heavy metal, I highly recommend Matt's music because it's got a fantastic message and it's uh, well worth the listen. It's not as maybe as heavy as you think, but it's heavy, but it's good. It's just the the way it's done. It's just yeah, it's got a very good message and I highly recommend it for those who uh, are looking to uh, just to learn a bit more about Matt and his music and maybe want to interview him. And uh, yeah, but the guy's uh, literally gone from amazingly just yeah. The difference is night and day. Night and day is the difference in Matt. And I, I look forward to maybe in about a few years' time, uh, we'll be interview, interviewing him again on new music and who knows where he will be. We'll just uh, The next chapter is being written as we speak. <laughs> but to everyone who's watching, listening, uh, or listening in the podcast, wherever you are in the replays, live or whatever, thank you for tuning in and supporting us. Uh, we're brought to you by There's Frame Your Day app, Natural Soap by Zikia, um, Be Seen, Be Loved TV. Uh, many people who are who support us, we're grateful for. And the people we like to support, the interviewers, sorry, the interview, uh, interviewees, I should say. I'm an interviewer. Anyway. Uh, the people who we interview, I, sh- I should say. Uh, we'd like to be able to say thank you to the, the guests we do have on our show. May hopefully the people we do have that will make an, an impact into your life, wherever you are in the world, depending on whatever you're going through. And uh, please connect with them, reach out to them. And uh, yeah, you never know. Uh, it might be a, a yeah a business or something, relationship waiting to happen that you can then uh, develop into something uh, and whatever it may be. But anyway, till next time, folks. Thank you, Matt. And uh, to all the people here, wherever you are, have a great one. And well, till next time, bye for now. Thank you.